Welcome back to the Complete History of Coffee. Special episode is coffee or hot chocolate, the true drink of Christmas. Grab your favorite holiday beverage and let's get started. In the spirit of the holiday season, today I'm going to be trying a mocha. Kind of combining hot chocolate and coffee into one. So let's go ahead and start by trying it. It's obviously creamy and chocolatey. The uh, coffee that we used in this one definitely is giving it a little bit of a kind of roasty taste. It is a Starbucks um, Christmas blend, which got a little bit of uh, an age. Sumatra kind of taste you can get. It's hard to pick out the coffee though when you have so much milk and sugar and flavoring going on. I would say it definitely has a seasonal holiday kind of feel to it, but we'll have to see if hot chocolate or coffee is going to prevail this holiday season. For my audio listeners out there, happy Hanukkah. I'm releasing this episode on the second day of Hanukkah. And for my YouTube listeners, happy Yule, as this episode is being released on the 21st. First order of business. I still have two more black Coffee Master aprons for anyone who wants to try answering the questionnaire from our episode 10 recap. There seems to be a competition between coffee and hot chocolate as the official drink of the winter season. I must admit, I typically fall under the category of hot cocoa drinkers on Christmas. But to understand where these two traditions come from, we must wrap up the history of chocolate and look at coffee culture on Christmas. Let's start with hot chocolate. Chocolate, as we talked about in our History of Chocolate episode, originated in Mesoamerica as early as 2,500 years ago with the Aztecs, Mayans, and possibly earlier civilizations. Cortes is credited with bringing chocolate back to Spain, where it quickly spread across Europe and eventually to the United States. Because the cocoa bean only grew in Latin America, it became a luxury item of the aristocracy, who sometimes used it as a dowry, such as the Spanish royal family. Europeans in the 17th century popularized our modern concept of hot chocolate by adding sugar and other flavorings like vanilla to the drink. Although we know from Sir Hans Sloane as early as 1494, Jamaica had, quote, a hot beverage brewed from shavings of freshly harvested cacao, boiled with milk and cinnamon, end quote. He then returned to England with the recipe, which included the addition of milk to hot chocolate. Interestingly, chocolate was typically used for medical purposes until the 19th century. It was utilized for treatments of liver and stomach disease, although this drink of health was used as a drink of death against the Bishop of Chiapas, Mexico in 1648. See, the bishop attempted to forbid the drink, upsetting many women who had become big fans of the drink, which was served during church masses. So the women allegedly gave him a poison cup of hot chocolate to drink. 
Perhaps the bishop should have taken a page from history and supported chocolate, like Pope Clement supported coffee. During the 19th century, there was a shift towards direct shipment of chocolate from chocolate-growing regions, allowing the price of the item to drop. And with the invention of instant hot chocolate, the beverage became a drink for everyone, not just the rich. As coffee houses grew in popularity, chocolate houses began to decline, but this led to the modern cafe, which often served both coffee and hot chocolate, as well as drinks like mocha and white mocha, which combine the two together. As a drink which can be made easily at home and began being served as a common drink in cafes, restaurants, and future fast food, it became a clear choice for the winter season. Its warmth combats the cold weather, and the warm chocolate is proven to create endorphins which calm the brain and make you feel happy during the potentially depressing shortened daylight many parts of the world experience during wintertime. Now let's compare coffee and see how it became a drink of Christmas. It's Christmas Eve. It's the one night of the year when we all act a little nicer, we smile a little easier, we, we cheer a little more. Long, long ago, a tradition of coffee roasting began in the distant land of Starbucks. Well, actually, Starbucks introduced their annual Christmas blend back in 1984, using coffee from Latin America and aged coffee from Sumatra. But when did coffee first become a tradition on Christmas? Let's look further back. There are records from the 1800s in Scandinavia, Russia, and other parts of Eastern Europe of coffee being given to workers as part of their Christmas meal while working through the cold winter day. It was also common for people to receive coffee as a gift. If you remember from our episodes on Ukraine and the Russian Revolution, coffee was a luxury item at this time, so receiving coffee was a rare and very thoughtful gift. To this day, we find people in Scandinavian countries still gifting coffee to each other. For example, in Greenland, it is common to have celebrations called maker around Christmas, or even instead of a Christmas dinner. During the mid-19th century, coffee began taking off in America as the drink of Christmas, being found at Christmas parties and celebrations. For many families, it became a tradition to roast the beans together before Christmas dinner. The Kansas Home Cookbook from 1886 walks housewives through the best Christmas dinner, from what to serve and setting the table, to preparing the meal and what to pair with each meal, suggesting one should serve coffee last to end the whole celebration, stating, quote, Last of all should come the little cups of black coffee, accompanied by cream and sugar. It should be of good strength, for well-bred and sensible people do not affect pale and watery decoctions after a hearty dinner. End quote. The Spanish-speaking world is also fond of coffee on Christmas. Places like Spain and coffee-growing countries like El Salvador, Costa Rica, and Colombia drink coffee every Christmas as part of their celebrations. Nicaragua celebrates Christmas with dance, song, food, and fireworks. They begin Christmas festivities on December 7th with La Parisima, a celebration of the Blessed Mother. 
Many make altars on the 7th, and later that day, people will shoot off fireworks and visit each other's altars, exchanging gifts and drinking coffee while walking through the streets celebrating. They then continue celebrations until Christmas Day, spending time with family, eating tons of food, and many drinking coffee as part of their culture. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal! Looking over to Africa, in another coffee-growing region, we find people celebrating Christmas in Kenya with some unique culture. Many attend a midnight mass, like Christians in other parts of the West. On Christmas Day, known in Swahili as Christmasi, many spend the day with their family, often returning from the urban areas to their home villages. Santa, of course, makes his visit not on a reindeer, however, but on a camel. Instead of pine trees, they often use cypress trees and may decorate them with tinsel and balloons. Many people will sing or play music, sipping on coffee in between songs. Sounds like someone needs to sing a Christmas carol. And finally, returning to the home place of coffee, we find Christmas in Ethiopia. This country is very old and has a largely Orthodox Christian population, so they still follow the Julian calendar, meaning their Christmas is not on our December 25th, but on January 7th. Leading up to Christmas, or Ghana, as it's known in Amharic, is a period of fasting for 40 days. Finally, on Christmas is a feast, and celebrations continue for 12 days after. After such feasts, it is typical for people to drink coffee in coffee ceremonies, in which coffee is roasted and passed around to smell before drinking. I want to close this episode by looking at some of our favorite Christmas characters and their preferred holiday drinks. Ah, fragile. It must be Italian. Well, I think that's just fragile, honey. Oh, yeah. According to Tin Cup Coffee Company, Santa's preferred drink is a peppermint mocha. Having espresso for the caffeine, chocolate for his sweet tooth, and peppermint for some holiday flavor, it's the best of all three worlds. The Grinch, of course, goes for a day-old black coffee. He likes his coffee as bitter and as unpleasant as possible. At the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. Santa's elves are apparently addicted to espresso. Some of the hardest working employees in the world, they need to be up day and night making many gifts. Shots of espresso keep them going as time is precious when you're building gifts for kids across the world. There's no singing in the North Pole. We sing all the time. No, it's not. Especially when we make toys. And finally, Rudolph, the one and only red-nosed reindeer, prefers a hot chocolate. Drinking the most basic of the drinks, he's a young reindeer and doesn't need anything but sugar to keep his energy up. Perhaps someday he'll graduate from hot chocolate and move into mochas. Although this is their company's opinion, as I would argue perhaps he will keep with one of the most popular of the holiday drinks. So what drink do you prefer during the holiday season? Is coffee your go-to? Perhaps it's hot chocolate. Or maybe you like something else altogether. Let us know in the comments or on social media. This episode, in the spirit of the season, I will be giving away holiday mugs and bags of coffee to four of our Patreon supporters. 
I will also be giving away two $20 Starbucks gift cards to people who make sure to follow us on social media and post how they celebrate the holidays. Or alternatively, if you're subscribed on YouTube, leave a comment. Don't worry if you're not a Starbucks fan, you can always give the gift card to a friend or family member for Christmas. Speaking of family and friends, make sure to mention this podcast to them next time you see them. Perhaps over Christmas dinner or Karamu if you celebrate Kwanzaa or whatever family gathering you have this season. Don't forget to like and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on, and thank you to everyone who has left a review of this show on your podcast streaming platform, as it really helps the show to come up for new listeners, and helps me to know what you guys like and dislike about the show. For everyone celebrating holidays this season, I hope you have a Merry Christmas, a blessed Yule, and a Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and New Year. I have two quotes to close this special episode. The first from Thomas Jefferson in a letter to John Adams, quote, the superiority of chocolate, both for health and nourishment, will soon give it the same preference over tea and coffee in America, which it has in Spain, end quote. The second from the man who invented our modern Christmas, Charles Dickens. I could settle down into a state of equable low spirits and resign myself to coffee.